detention veterans, and everyone who's ready to change their lives. Welcome to the Christina Silva Show, educating our veterans live. Join your host, Marine Corps-trained motivator, Christina Silva, as she connects with experts, innovators, and military heroes. Now, let's get started. Here is Christina Silva. You're listening to the Christina Silva Show, where educating our veterans live is a community responsibility. This week, we're featuring our special guest and his community charitable contributions, Mr. Ed Lynch. Ed, welcome to the Christina Silva Show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Great. We love to intrigue our guests each and every week by bringing on subject matter experts that believe in readiness, resilience, and rejuvenation through opportunities that we locate around the world. In our beach cities, it's truly important to know that we are rich with Space Force, Air Force, and all branches of the military serving for one cause. And that is my favorite month of November that has holidays that remember our troops. So on every Christina Silva show, we have a patriotic moment. We take a moment of silence to remember the sacrifice of service and selfless service that our men and women of all eras have given by keeping our country free. Let's have a moment of silence now. We know that as Americans, we have new patriotism and new Americanism and values that you showed when I met you at Connecta's Vet Fest this past Saturday. And I want you to start the show with telling us a little bit about your heart of patriotism means to you. And then we'll talk about the history of Michael's Learning Centers. Well, uh, let's just talk about um, what the vets mean to the country and um you know, any little part that we can do, if it's just giving away cookies at a local community event that supports the vets, I'm always in on that. Oh. Um, I believe that vets are the forgotten and shouldn't be forgotten. And um, we ask you to put your lives on the line for us as we sit on our sofa at home and then you come home and you're promised everything and you're you're not given what you're promised. And so, you know, my little part is the cookies and showing up and being of service. Um, I have much gratitude for everybody that's put their life on the line for me and my family. Um, the only vet in my family is my uncle from World War II. Um, and he cared. So that's why I was there. Yes, well, you certainly inherited his care and his devotion to not only our country, but to have the courage to serve and tell a story. Um, we triumph when we serve, and we also triumph as charitable founders of our causes, and we give from our hearts because we want to transform, adapt, and overcome after we've suffered something. So as a United States Marine, working with the Air Force around this area means the world to me, and also right. working with our fellow Marines and Coast Guard, Navy Army soldiers and our sailors of the Coast Guard, we just want to say thank you. And so tell us more about your story as a father and also as a career-oriented businessman, the big fat heart. Well, I don't know if I'm a career-oriented businessman or I took an opportunity that came along and um, that gave my life meaning and purpose, right? So for me, um, Michael's Learning Place is named after my daughter, Michael. Uh, she passed away 26 years ago. She'd be 33 if she was here today. Um, neurological disorder, no diagnosis, but 
Um, there were really no programs I, as her father, would feel comfortable dropping her off at and for her to get care and opportunities for social interaction and be treated with respect and dignity as we all deserve to be treated. And so after she passed, I was given an opportunity to run another after-school program, work with the same population. And what I learned from that organization is how you don't treat people. And um, I was committed to do much more in my life, um, in my daughter's memory. And so that's why it's named Michael's Learning Place. It's not Ed's Learning Place. Uh, that'd be a boring name. Um, <laughs> And what started off as an after-school program 21 years ago has, to turn, has turned into so much more. Uh, we work with kids with autism, Down syndrome, CP, um, intellectual developmental disabilities, and again, another underserved population uh, that deserves much, much more. 85% uh, unemployment rate, uh, society's preconceived ideas because they have a label what they can and cannot do. I believe in throwing the label of leaving it outside the door and allowing that individual to be an individual first and foremost, not a disability. That's incredible. That's incredible. We can overcome so much and we can overlook so much that someone with a certain lesser than capability has, but they have strengths in other areas. And so when I was reading all about the mission statement and programs and services Michael's Learning Place has to offer, I'm truly really encouraged about sharing that with an audience that's also sheltered. But we have so many exceptional families in our military that can benefit from some of the services that your organization provides. And I would right. like to delve in a little bit further on how you evolved and became to own your own real estate and how that changed uh, you're able to provide. Share that story with us about the city of Hawthorne. Well, let's uh, just to clarify, we I don't own the property. Michael's is a five hundred one c three nonprofit, so the corporation owns the property. Of course, I'm just of the course. I'm just the founder, and <laughs> I just, you know, I delegate and create. Of course, and that's kind of where, where where it's come to. So, what started off as a church in Hawthorne for nine and a half years, uh, they gave us free space for our students to come. It was just an after school program in the beginning, providing real fun social recreational activities with some life skills mixed in there in a facility that had many limitations because it was a church. They needed a space at six o'clock for other groups. So we had to just kind of make things work and we made things work for a while. And then we were fortunate enough to receive a grant from uh, the John Gogan Family Foundation based out of Torrance to help us grow the organization and move out of the church and get our own property to move into. And we found a property in Hawthorne, um, on Rosecrans by the 405, and we leased it for the first four years. And then between year four and year five, we uh, raised money to put a down payment down to buy the property, um, to be at the mercy of the landlord when you're running a nonprofit they decide one day they want to triple your rents and you're just, what are you going to do? So um, the community stepped up. Uh, we raised a significant amount of money as a down payment and then started paying the, the property down over the next six years. And now we owe very, very little on the property. Um, for me as the founder, it's the long game for me. It's not just today. It's when I'm no longer here that this continues on. Um, 
And then the most recent is, and so with that property in Hawthorne, you know, 10,000 square foot building, nothing going on in the mornings because we're an after school program. And it made sense for us to then start adding an adult program to our organization. And so we added uh, adult day program, 18 to 30 year old individuals, again, DD and ID, um, great individuals, just great individuals. But that program is more focused on independent living skills, job skills training, employment, um, a quality of life that we all get to have that just because they have a disability, um, they get left out of the mix a lot. And um, I'm trying, trying to change that. So <clears throat> we started that, oh, I can't even remember how long ago it was, 2014, 2015, 2013. I mean, it's all kind of a blur. <laughs> um, yeah. And um, shortly after that, we were finding that job partners, we couldn't find any. Nobody wanted to provide job training for our students. We'd come with staff support. Got a little disillusioned by all of that. Um, started a couple of little projects that I thought could turn into something. One was a car detailing business, car washing, not really detailing, but washing, you know, set up at a corporate um, corporation and have the students out there washing people's cars. But it just took so long for three students of the staff to wash a car that <laughs> we would not be able to pay them. And that's not what we wanted to be about. So we took that as a learning example and moved on. Then we started a um, cat structure, you know, where cats climb on in homes. Oh, neat. Start, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> it, was a, it was a fun idea for the time that it lasted. But, you know, we got the community involved. We had somebody from a, Mattel created this product that could be assembled like an Ikea product. Our students were using chop saws, nail guns. They were doing everything and assembling these. And I think we sold five. So that, you know, we had to let that one go as well. <laughs> but then when the, you know, the jobs became even tougher to find, we, we started baking cookies in our regular kitchen at Michael's. It's a regular family kitchen where, you know, it's just beautiful, warm, and welcoming. And then we started making some cookies and added a pop-up barista business. And hired a lady that had coffee service, coffee experience with our population as well. So she took that opportunity to grow that. We turned our kitchen into a commercial bakery kitchen. Um, so now, um, again, all funded by foundations and the community that believes in the work that we're doing. Um, and pre-COVID, you'd walk into our bakery and there'd be six, eight students in there. Um, in the morning shift till two o'clock in the afternoon and just keeping really, really busy. And then COVID hit, everything stopped. But what we did with the bakery is we started donating cookies to frontline workers. Oh my. And so we donated about 30,000 cookies during that time because again, just because we're a nonprofit doing specific work doesn't mean we can't branch out of that comfort zone and, and make a difference in somebody's life. And for the frontline workers, similar to vets, we're putting their life on the line every day in a hospital. And if one cookie could give them a little bit of a smile for that brief second, then we've done our job. And it was the right thing to do. Um, and that felt really great to do that. And so that's the Hawthorne location. Mm -hmm. 
This is you great. Get, this is great. Do you want me to get into the other location? Do you want? I to- do, but first I have to give a couple of accolades to you and your staff for resilience during a pandemic, one of its kind in history that made us all show what we're truly made of. You have some elements of military training by standing up and creating programs from the cat toy all the way up to the commercial bakery, reaching out and sharing with vets and then adding adults. That is so important because we do get overlooked as populations that mean so much to make the world go around. And when you discover that, I want you to tell me about the gifts of volunteerism. Volunteering changes my life each and every day. When I work with retirees and help them find their benefits, we had our expo recently, much like Connect as Vet Fest. It was the day before. I feel fulfilled and I know that I'm helping someone. Just one cookie, one tidbit of resourceful information toward their benefits can change the day. The Michael's mission statement says, Michael's Learning Place provides the support, training, and opportunities to youth and young adults with developmental disabilities to build their independence and to pursue their goals and dreams. That is so amazing. Not only one location, but several. Share with us about Culver City, my hometown. Well, Culver City, um, it's an it's interesting community uh, from a school district perspective because we're limited to the number of students we can have there because of transportation. That's a long story. Mm-hmm. So in 2006, we opened up a, a, an additional site in Culver City, much smaller. It's Again, we're back at a church, rent space from a church. It's ours. It's dedicated to us. We don't have to leave at any certain time. Um, much, much smaller. But again, it's reaching the community with the same population of kids yes. um, that are, again, underserved. They get to a certain age and the opportunities for them at school all of a sudden go away. Um, and so it's providing them with that opportunity and trying to build friendships, long-term friendships, but also preparing them as they transition out of the after-school program to be able to transition into the adult program. Awesome. What hours are the after-school programs provided? Typical uh, school year schedule, uh, 2 to 6, Monday through Friday. Uh, summer hours are 12 to 6 because a lot of the kids are out of school And then we'll do extended hours during the holiday breaks. We're talking with our founder, Ed Lynch, of Michael's Learning Place in Hawthorne and Culver City with programs the whole family can enjoy. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Feel that the programs and services do to impact the whole family and tell us some of the success stories that you would like to share mm-hmm. how it impacts the whole family um, well let's start with the story and I think the story will lead that some of the success stories and I like to look at the individual stories as opposed to this you know 
numbers game. This is it's about the individual and the two of us sitting here, we're both unique in our own way and you may have one like that I couldn't even imagine doing and vice versa, right? Sure. So, you know, we've had students come to us at, you know, Lupe when I first started Michaels, never buttered bread before. <laughs> she never picked up a knife because the parents I <laughs> uh, just didn't think Lupe could do it. And Lupe, fine and gross motor skills, fine. Not an issue whatsoever. So for me, with my daughter, she lacked all of that towards the last couple of years of her life, right? So she didn't have the ability to do that. So when a, kid, a child would come to me in the program and was not being challenged to do anything like that, I look at my daughter's situation and I look at Lupe. I'm like, Lupe, you can do this. And with the right training, she can do that. Same thing translates into the bakery. You know, using sharp, using knives, using, you know, big mixers, using a stove, a convection oven, using all of these things. If we teach people how to do things, they can do them, right? So, um, so Lupe is one of the smaller stories. Then there's James. And James is here at the print. I'm at the print shop in Redondo Beach right now. We hired James two years ago in the print shop and he pretty much runs the print machines now services the print machines folds the shirts presses the shirts wow. loads the shirts right and if you'd ask his mom she didn't know if she could would ever see that for him <laughs> right and it's not rocket science what we're doing it's really not it's believing that somebody's capable and able throwing them into the fire giving them the supports and then watch them be successful and with that success comes hopefully dominoes. You know, they'll look at another experience in their life and realize, well, I did that, I could probably do that. And so it's showing the parents that they can do more, right? Yes. Uh, as a parent, I've got two healthy boys, 25 and 16. It's so easy to just do it for them, right? Right. As opposed to at Michael's, it's do not do it for them. Oh, wow. Um, you know, the after-school program, the adult program, we don't use paper products. We don't use throwaway cups and spoons. Life Skills 101 is washing your dish when you're done, storing your food away when you're done. Again, that shows the parents they can do it when they go to the food market once a week to buy their food for a week at Michael's individually. The parents hopefully now will take them to their market where they food shop and give Johnny a list. Say, here, Johnny, you go get these items. That builds independence, right? Yes, um, it does. One young man, Jose, um, on the spectrum, came into the office one day and told one of the lead staff, he goes, I don't think I'm ever going to, no one's ever going to give me a job because I have autism. He just celebrated six years full time working for Modernica, a furniture manufacturer downtown LA. And he's an integral part of the team and he brings something special to the organization, right? So to hear him say that and to now see what he is doing and the pride he has from that. I mean, he's the oldest male in the family and he takes a lot of pride in that with his mother. And, you know, the, there's so many of those individual stories. And you hope society can see they're capable and able. And that's where the social enterprises come in, you know, um, being in front of a customer and them seeing an individual with special need 
um, and realizing they're capable and able, right? Maybe they'll hire the next time somebody walks in. Most definitely. Capable and able, that is going to be the tagline hashtag of this show. Thank you so much, Ed Lynch from michaels.org, the learning place that cares. You have so many programs and exceptional events that you look forward to every year, and Santa's coming. Tell us about the Walk with Santa and what the five-mile run-walk means. Well, it's uh, it's more of a stroll. Uh, we <laughs> call it the, the California Great Santa Stroll, and... I think we did it one year pre-COVID, then we did a virtual one during COVID, and then we went live last year. So I think this will be our fourth. Um, Last year, we had 650 Santas in Santa suits (laughs) that provided, Santa suits are provided with registration. And it's a stroll, it's a walk, it's a run, it's a crawl. It can be whatever you want it to be. There's no, who's going to get the best time? If that's important to you, set your watch. Hit go, you run it, you do whatever you need to do. But it's a family-friendly event. It's not a push anything on you at the event to raise money. The registration is that, the sponsorships are that. But it's just such a fun family community event and to start your day. Um, uh, it's December 10th. It's Saturday, Hermosa Beach Pier. You can register on michaels.org. And, you know, we'd like to get a 1,000 Santas out there this year. And then next year, progressively add more and then grow it from there. Maybe move into other communities and do it on the same day. This is so great. So here's my funny question of the day. How does it feel to drive the Michaels truck with the smell of cookies down the street to events (laughs) around the community? (laughs) Well, I actually love driving that. And the funny thing is when I left VetFest, I had so many extra cookies. We made like a thousand cookies. Wow. And there was a booth two doors, two down from us that I gave three boxes to. I forget the name of their group. And then there was a lady who runs the Carson YMCA. And mm-hmm. so I gave her a full tray. I said, just bring me back the tray when you can. But so where I live, on my block, there are a bunch of kids that are eight and under, maybe 10 of them, 12 of them. And they're just the greatest kids. The families are lovely. And I'm known as the cookie man. <laughs> so during COVID, whenever we did the batches for the hospitals, I'd make extras and I'd give them to all the kids. And so I was coming home. I had one full tray and we were supposed to do a barbecue cook off that, that afternoon with them. But this was more important for me to do. And so I was driving up and I just rolled down the window. And I said, I've got cookies. <laughs> they cleared <laughs> off a half a tray. I, you know, I get so much joy out of it because it's creating awareness again. I mean, my students make those cookies. It's not me making them. It's them making them. And hopefully people see the true story and the true meaning behind all of that. Wow. Well, I have to say you are a gem on the Christina Silva show. And today we're educating our veterans live to dispel the myth about those with special needs. And it's so wonderful to know that there's a can do attitude when the parents may not believe or know. Michael's learning place is there to help them discover all of the attributes and behaviors that their child can actually do beyond their wildest dreams. Michael's is there as a haven and a safe place to help our needy families have love and also find a place to work to develop skills that will help them get jobs, gainful employment, no matter what. 
And a gym is what we can all become to stand with Michaels, a giving place and a moment to give back. Visit michaels.org to learn more. Some of the programs and services that I'm reading about um, have acronyms, and the military is really big on acronyms. So tell us about m.i.l.e. So it's Michael's Independent Living Experience. It um, started off, we haven't done it since COVID. Um, What started off as a weekend program where we had four students. um, We stay at a residence inn. They were nice enough to work with us on that. And so we'd get a two-bedroom apartment, a residence inn, two beds in each room, and a pull-out sofa for staff. And to simulate living independently, what did that look like? Because it was set up as an apartment. So the beds weren't made for them. The rooms were not cleaned for them. They had to do all of that. They did food shopping. They went next door to the bank to, to pull money out for that. They'd learned, they learned how to cook in a family setting. Hopefully they do at home, but... Two students would cook one night. Next, those two students, now the two students would clean and, and they'd rotate for the meal. So they're learning how to do all of that stuff. Because if you're hungry, go make yourself something to eat or, you know, have somebody else do it for you. And so if we're trying to build that independence, I think the more opportunities we can provide, the better. Um, there were some job training opportunities with local partners fitness opportunities as well. We had a fitness guy come in and then there was some social opportunities and travel training in there as well. So it was really kind of squeezing in um, a true life experience in a weekend, two weekends a month for 10 months. Um, that program was so expensive to run that we moved to a one Saturday a week on mm-hmm. site. So we could utilize our facilities, but also really kind of tap into the community um, but we were able to do that for 10 students um, each session. Um, and that's kind of how the adult program, not how it got founded, but the principles of the MILE program moved into the adult program that way. Really I, about providing that. Yes, that is so great. I'm very impressed by everything I'm learning on today's show. And you shall be to michaels.org. It's one life that you can refer, one life that you can change. And sharing information like this is so invaluable. Saturday classes, after school programs between two and six, three cities impacting from printing to baking to job skills and learning skills and life experiences that make our special, special comrades and family mates matter. So we're going to move into talking about staff because you can't do it all alone. Michael has Ed Lynch as its founder, but there are other valuable teammates I read about at michaels.org. Yeah, so uh, it ties into the service, right? One person's not going to go in there and get things done. It takes the team. It takes, it takes everybody doing more than their share and you know, having your comrades back inside and all of it, right? So I could have, I've got a vision, right? My mind is always going, there's always what's going to be next, right? But I don't micromanage and I believe that my staff are capable and able and that's why I hired them to do their job. And most of them are very young college age kids that have a heart. If you have a heart, you can do the work that we do. If you don't and you're an impatient person or whatever, it's not the right field for you. But I can tell you when you walk away at the end of the day, you feel rewarded. You feel um, 
blessed in a lot of ways, uh, put your own life in perspective in a lot of ways. Um, and so I have one staff, Janet, who runs the bakery, has been with me for 17 years. Pre-COVID, I had a lot of staff with me for a very, very long time, and then COVID threw a wrench into everything, and then people had to, you know, move on, get jobs, and I understood that, right, because we went to virtual during COVID. Um, but it takes a lot to run the organization. We have a development department that does events and fundraising. We have a grant writer that writes grants so we can pay for our services because our parents don't pay anything for this. Um, you know, to buy the property, it takes money and resources. It takes donors, foundations, uh, corporations to step up to the plate. And really, it takes a village, right? Yes. Yeah. This is not the Ed Lynch show. This is not about me. It never has been. I know my part, but that's not what it's about. These things don't work if I'm involved in the weeds with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm at the print shop right now, and I stopped ordering products because I messed up jobs for Jose, who was hired to run the print shop. Well, he wasn't hired to run the print shop. He had been with me for, Jose's been with me about nine years. And the print shop just kind of fell into place. And that was his side hustle before. So you've got this employee who's got a great heart and is smart and caring with knowledge. So a lot of those stories. And Stanford family, I mean, they're all, they're all like my kids. Well, you are so inspirational to the world with what Michaels is doing in, in several communities and around the world. And I'm hoping to bring a little bit of expansion about your message and bring awareness to the greatness of the legacy of Michael, your daughter. What a precious soul that is looking down, smiling upon you that this is still existing and growing and it's outside the box. You're a visionary that's making a big impact in the community enough to draw you to me so that I can share this with our military families, exceptional in their talent. So we look forward to meeting with you to learn more about Michael's programs and services in Culver City, Redondo Beach, and in the home at Hawthorne. I'm going to come on down and see some of the great artwork that the bakers are doing at this moment. On the website, they have pictures of past events that are so motivational, like decorating cookies. Isn't that great to see the customized cookies in the shelves on at the full service bakery cafe. Yeah, it's wonderful. I mean, uh, you know, we've got this cafe at Torrance Memorial hospital. They gave us the space a little over a year ago. And again, we talked about, you know, a little bit of luck and everything and opportunities come along and what do you do with those opportunities? And, you know, we took an opportunity with really no experience in running a cafe and we've been there over a year now and they're doing great. Um, I invite anybody that wants to tour, you know, the t-shirt printing and embroidery business, the bakery, the cafe, the program itself. Um, I'm always here. Uh, this is not a job for me. I love what I do. And shows. Yeah, I love well, it. be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. Because Cami's to Cities is the 501c3 that partners with organizations like yours. And from what I've heard today, we'll be certainly looking out to fundraising with you and for you to become gems. And so with that said, if anyone's listening that would like to learn more about how to fundraise and how to learn from some of the examples Ed Lynch and his team have done to grow their organization, it is hard because charity is a business. And I stand corrected. No person owns a charitable's uh, a real estate. It belongs to the community and their mission is important to know that we help others. And so 
you're called to this service and duty. And as Ed was mentioning, if it's not for you, it's okay. But charity is a business where we put our hearts on our sleeves and we're motivated by something that happened to do and bring differences to the community that bring change, love, persistence, resilience, and readiness. So Ed, I hope, and you know why I'm grateful that I can stand corrected as a host because I'm learning from each and every subject matter expert. And Mm. sometimes when you don't know something and you reach out and ask, it turns into a beautiful interview like this. So thank you for joining us today on the Christina Silva Show, where educating our veterans' lives creates trailblazers, and it also helps to highlight those trailblazers like yourself. Well, I thank you, Christina, for giving me the opportunity and you keep up the great work. And, you know, again, all my love to the vets out there that are listening. Most definitely. And with special announcements on the Christina Silva Show, we will be around the world from Vegas to Los Angeles celebrating our Marines on November 10th, the 247th birthday of our U.S. Marines, URA and Semper Fi, and on Veterans Day. Check out where your discounts and your patriotic offerings are for many businesses in the area so you can celebrate your service. And if you need more help on a retiree basis about your benefits, you can call the Retiree Activities Office where I've been volunteering at 310-653-5144 for the past many years. You'll get service with a smile and learn about all your earned benefits in housing, health, employment, and education. And stay tuned for the next episode of The Christina Silva Show, Wednesdays live on the Voice America Variety Channel. And to Ed Lynch, see you next time. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody. And peace out. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Christina Silva Show. Be sure to check back for new episodes every Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you soon and Semper Fi. Mm-hmm.